As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Today's episode of Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is you close the door because we're trying not to let the funk out. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and other sports fans podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. I just finished uh, my week of call. My, um, yeah, it was a week from hell, to say the least. Father's Day is coming up, which I'm pretty excited about. Well, not really. I mean, they're just days. That might be because I have Father's Day coming up and I have my birthday in early July. And I'll, be, I'll be 43 years old. 43 years old, I'm doing my own, I'm still doing a podcast. Maybe one day I'll grow up. I don't know. But uh, I spent last night, I went to a, uh, met an old co worker for dinner. Um, he, it's, it's weird. He got married. I think in 2019, I believe. And I went to his wedding. And I remember... Um, you know, him and his wife were Asian. And so their wedding... I mean, it was a Catholic church wedding, but the reception was a little different. And, I mean, it was a, it was an actual... at a Chinese restaurant. Where it was like dim sum. Some, you know, it's like... They bring all these different foods. And it was actually really cool. I mean... And I remember just, we had to go to, they went to each, and I guess part of the tradition is you go to each table and they give like a speech on marriage. And me personally, my whole thing, you know, my situation was falling apart. And of course, I was I was asked to give the speech. And I remember sitting there like, of all the people that are married at this table, mine's falling apart. And you want me to give a speech? And I just told him that day that, you know, it's a roller coaster. Enjoy the ride, and whatever you go through in life, it's just it's temporary. It passes by, and, and things will always continue to get better. Well, they had a child, and maybe a year later, I'm thinking they had it during the pandemic. I think I, I believe it was. Yeah, it was actually. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was during the pandemic they had the child. And things just fell apart from after that. So he's going through a divorce. He hadn't seen his kid in months. And, 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 he, and of course, he missed the big stages of the kid where you, where you basically where you bond with him. 
or her, they had a boy, and he had to get a lawyer just to see his kid, and it just, I sat and talked to him, and, you know, we ate, although the food was madly overpriced, I mean, Torchy's Tacos is a, is a Texas staple, it's becoming one, it's basically a place where, if, you know, if somebody's not from Texas, you, you take them to it, because it's pretty much the safe option at that point. You don't want to take them to a food truck with you know, a taco truck because you don't know what you're getting. You know, a lot of these trucks have basically, they're good, but a lot of them do have a lot of uh, health violations. So you don't want them getting sick. You don't want them spending time on the toilet. So you take them to Torchies where it's not so bad. But the problem with Torchies is they have all these different tacos. And I always get the trailer, I always get the trailer park, they call it, because it's basically a fried chicken tender. Cheese, pico, queso, and other stuff. I always get that one because I just—it's my favorite. The thing is, is they're four ninety nine a taco. I mean, if you're if you're hungry, you get two tacos is ten bucks. Whereas if you went to a taco truck, you're paying you're paying five bucks for for at least three. Granted, they're not probably as big, but you know you're you're getting you know. You're getting a better feeling of full, fullness from three from from the three for five dollars. I mean, it's got it's just gonna have meats, you know, cilantro, onions, and maybe that whatever sauce they give you. And sometimes they give it to you in a, in a baggie where it's tied up, or a Ziploc bag, or or if they're fancy, they give you those little plastic and little plastic cups. I mean, you have that op, you know. But of course, you may spend time on the toilet for the rest of the. Yeah, the rest of your day, but still, I mean, you're saving money. But I just sat and I just listened to him vent about everything and shared our common stories that we went both went through. And yeah, I mean, I just at the end of the day, you just got you know with this with the way things are, and we're all, I mean, he works from home like I do. You got you always got to check up on people like that, making sure they're okay. Because these things are never easy. The NBA Finals are will part will pretty much wrap up. I think this week. Well, let me see here. When's the last game on, on NBA Finals? Let's see NBA Finals. Because they've been doing this every three every three days type crap. Let's see. The next game is. Oh, it's tomorrow. So they're not doing the every three days thing, this time. Let's see, what is Tay anyway? Shit, never mind. Wait a minute, it is every three days. Yeah, I'm thinking today is Wednesday. No, tomorrow. No, tomorrow, no, it's Thursday. Yeah, the NBA final stretched out every three, every you know, every three days, and I would like to see it go to Game Seven, so where it's at Boston. I think it'd be it'd be pretty cool, but oh no, wait a minute, never mind. It's a it's at Golden State, so it doesn't matter. Game Six is at Boston, but. I mean, the Celtics had every both four and five. The Celtics had opportunities to you know take control of the series, and they just you know. I mean, that that two. I mean, I give the Warriors credit; they actually locked down on the, on the Celtics. I mean, I, I I wasn't sure how they would respond being down two one, but they've really really responded in a big way. And people are gonna give you know Steph Curry his um. His crap because last night he didn't do play all that well. And he he had, he had, you know he had other teammates carry him, but 
I mean, I hate. I mean, I like Steph either for obvious reasons. I was a Rockets fan at one time with with James Harden and everything, and yeah, they eliminated the Rockets several on several occasions, which sucked. I mean, I remember when the I, I remember watching uh, Philly Twitter. They were all excited over. Um, they were all excited when it got James Harden, and the thing is, is if you saw James Harden how he was in the playoffs for the Rockets. You're basically getting him with a few years added on to him, which wasn't saying much. I mean, you know, when Chris Paul went down in game in, in game five against the uh, Warriors, I mean, we pre- I mean we all knew the Rockets were done because Harden just can't lead a team. And if you saw that, you know, that Nets series last year where he was just basically passing the ball up, you know, the Durant. I mean, he just yeah, I mean, for all that they went through, they should—they pretty much were better off keeping Ben Simmons. I mean, Simmons fl- flamed down that one series. You know, the thing is, is Simmons is young. You can, you can maybe you can you could have fixed that, let him redeem himself. But I don't know. I, I just think he wasn't really you know wanted, and you know he had a um, you know plus you know you know. You know Management changed, all that stuff. Leadership changed, so he, you know, it is what it is. So Daryl Morey was going to pick up James Harden. It was just, it didn't make any sense. It's amazing how Harden you know, was a overrated player with the Rockets. He was ruining the game, and then when he goes to Brooklyn and everything, he's all of a sudden this good player. I mean, it's, yeah, that's basically why people in Houston do not like national media or ESPN for the most part. Because of stuff like that. Anyways, let's get to some even better stuff today. Um, it's the beginning of June. As I said before, a Wani Claus comes to town. And if you leave him a fish sandwich and a uh, icy light at night, he will bless you with verbal commitments. And he did just that. Um, let's look at some of these guys here that we got. The other week, I mean, we had one, two, three, four, five, six verbal commits pour in. And on top of that, we got, um, we got a transfer from an Ivy League kid. So let's get to that. Let's start with the, um, the players though. Uh, Kenny Johnson, one of the top receipt, you know, he's basically one of the top state players. I think in this position, he's one of the top players. I mean, play of offers. I mean, he had some legit ones. I mean, he had an offer from Penn State. I mean, we, we had to get that. We had to get that in, didn't we? Penn State, West Virginia, highest. I mean, no, not higher state, but Penn State, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. He had a lot of non P five offers. Let's be honest. Cincinnati though is a good offer because play for Cincinnati. Oh, Louisville did offer, Minnesota offer, so his offer sheet wasn't too bad. Toledo and Temple aren't too shabby of P5 teams, so overall that's a good pickup. Uh, let's see, the next guy was Shelton Lewis, a defensive back from Stockbridge, Georgia. So they got two Georgia players. Let's see, who they get here this, for this thing? They got, they got two Florida kids, two Georgia kids, a Maryland and a Pennsylvania. So Shelton Lewis, a defensive back from Shelton, Georgia. 
lots of offers. I'm not going to go through all of them, but if we're going to cherry pick all these offers, let's see. NC State offered, North Carolina offered, Memphis offered. I mean, it's Memphis. Maryland, Louisville, Indiana, Georgia Tech, Boston College, of course, Duke, Arkansas. Again, lots of P5 offers, defensive back, 5'11". Then there's Antonio Kamen, from, he's a defenseman from Tampa, Florida. I try not to get too excited about, Florida. well, Southern kids in general because they, what's another team, well, I mean, they have offers already from, from Southern schools, so that I'm sure they, they would have left, you know, they would have decommitted already or not committed at all, but. Boston College, Florida State, Iowa State, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, Maryland, Penn State, Rutgers, <coughs> Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Virginia. He's a 6'3", 250 defensive end. And, of course, they get uh, Isaiah Neal, defensive tackle from Maryland. He was uh, ranked 11th in the state of Maryland. Of course, he's got a Maryland offer, Michigan, Michigan State, so he's going to have you know, Ohio State, Rutgers, plenty of Big Ten offers because it's you know Maryland is now Big Ten country now, which is odd. He had an offer from Mississippi, plenty of ACC offers. Then there's Bryce Pollock, another defensive back from Georgia. Bryce, let's see, 49th in state. He did get some P5 offers. I mean, Georgia Tech obviously offered him. I mean, that's, you know... Indiana, Kansas State, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Penn State, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, West Virginia. I mean, he does have some non P five offers, and to be honest, these guys are always these guys are always going to get non P five offers. I mean, what, what are they going to do? Not offer them? You never know. And of course, the last guy, Shadarian Harrison, an athlete. He's a three star. And offers from Nebraska, Oregon State, Oregon State, South Florida, Tennessee offered them, West Virginia offered them. So, and of course, they landed a transfer, a grad transfer. Uh, let's see, Derek Kyler, a, a graduate from Dartmouth. So I was told that um, I was concerned about this because I was like, "Well, is this being the Nick Patty's transferring?" And I guess this is more for depth because they, Pitt did lose two quarterbacks this past season. They lost uh, Davis Bevel, who's going to went to Oklahoma. I don't know if he's a walk on or what. I believe he is. And then Joey Yellen went to he. I, I give Joey Yellen a lot of credit here. Um, things didn't work out from a Pitt. With it. They didn't work out from Arizona State. They didn't work out of Pitt. I'm not sure how things are going to work out for him now, but he's transferring to um, Hawaii. And you know what? I can't hate him for that. I mean, he's going to live in a nice, you know. I mean, if you're going to finish somewhere, you might as well go to. Um, you might as well go somewhere that's nice. So he's going to go to Hawaii. Can't blame him there. Well, it looks like Davis Bevel is going for a backup spot in Oklahoma, according to Carl Ludwig of Pittsburgh Sports Now. 
So, I mean, I mean, I can't blame him for that. I'm not sure how he's going to pan out, but I think he's a walk-on, I think. But he has three seasons of eligibility remaining for Oklahoma, so who knows what happens there. I mean, Oklahoma did bring in plenty of transfers for this. I mean, there's a bunch of them for this backup, so he may, you know, it may work out for him. Who knows? He may end up winning the starting role. Bunch of stuff. But, you know, whatever. Anyways. So Pitt's, uh, you know, it is a season of verbal commits, and Pitt's landed a bunch of them. Now Pitt, did, now Pitt Hoops, on the other hand, landed another another uh, commitment. I think a four star, uh, Dior Johnson, a guard from uh, he's a, he's a guard. He was once committed to Oregon, but you know things don't work out. And I will say, um, I give Jeff Capel a lot of credit here. You know, he really has built an interesting roster coming into this season. Last season, I was very ho-hum about this, about this team and about the program, but I'm actually looking forward to pit hoops this year. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to, um, you know, obviously, we're not going to go to the Final Four or, win into, or go into the NCAA tournament, but I think, you know, he's got an interesting uh crop of players here and yeah I mean I I I you know I give him a lot of credit here I mean he I mean they've done pretty well yep yeah definitely this is going to be a special time for Pitt well it's just I'm going to be looking for more forward to it if anything else uh yeah my kids wrap up their summer you know their, their school Summer break is here, and of course, they'll be here later today to hang out. So while I'm working from home, they'll be running around my house. Doing a whole bunch of things. So while I have this time, let's, you know, I've, I I have not talked about... Do I, should I do this on the, should I do this on my podcast today? Maybe I should. Hold on for a second. So I've been spending time looking through some of these old thing, old old um, articles. Curious about where a lot of these buildings went. Um, I noticed that the Howie Playground burned down, and I forgot all about that. The Howie Playground was my first ever experience at a strip club. I was eighteen. I turned eighteen, and I remember we walked in, and it was you know, it's just um. We walk in the, I mean, when I was 18, I walked into my first strip club. I was nervous as hell because I wasn't sure what exactly I was going to experience there. Now, my friends were going to arrange some stuff for me for my birthday because they, have, they had some things. And I think one of them was, uh, one of them was me being tied up in my underwear, being whipped by the strippers. And I, obviously that didn't work out. Well, they didn't get it. But I didn't get my first lap dance. But um, 
But yeah, I, I just remember it was a euphoric experience, and let's. I've been meaning to talk about strip clubs for a while, my experiences, and I'm gonna try to keep this as uh, PG rated as possible because I know I'm sure some women that want to listen. To, well, I'm not sure if there is or not, but let's take a walk through. Why don't we? Let me turn this off here. Okay, let's do this. So, the first song was this song to the uh, to the um, you know the, the festivities. Uh, I'm not sure who the stripper's name was. I think her name was Satin or some crap like that. She came out and started dancing this song. She tossed off her thong and put on my friend's head. And it was just pandemonium after that. I mean, we got introduced to all different types of strippers of all shapes and sizes because now this was in Yukon, PA, which is, I think, I mean, I forget what part of Pennsylvania that is. If it's Fayette or whatever, I forget. Where is Yukon, PA anyway? Let's look on the thing. Yukon, PA. What, I mean, what county is that? Westmoreland. Oh, that explains everything. But yeah, we went. And, um... But yeah, this was the first song to everything. My friend, for a while, still had the stripper's panties. And he kept them. He hung up in his room. I mean, I hope he washed them, for God's sakes. I mean, I don't know if that's something you want to keep laying around. Or just got, I think, or maybe he eventually got rid of him. I would hope so. I mean, he's married now. But he, um, let me put this back in. But we got introduced to all kinds of strippers that night. I mean, some were young women, some were hella miles on them. You know, you're, I mean, if some have kids, they're, they're gonna have plenty of stretch marks and, you know, mom bods, you know, you know. Every strip, every strip club you go to isn't going to have what you see in the movies, where every woman's a hard, every female's a hard body. They're all going to have something, you know. They're all going to have something, you know. So you, you know, you know, one thing you know the strip club does teach you is not to be, you know, I guess not to have such. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to find the word here. I guess not to be a snob when it comes to you know. I guess choosing you know the the person you like I guess or you know or, or your date or whatever I mean you know you're you're obviously you're not gonna be, you're not Brad Pitt but obviously not every, every female is gonna be God I'm old who's like the first who's I mean Ariana Grande I mean well I would say Ariana but she's like very young she's a lot younger than me so my what about my age? Ah, uh, shoot. Well, let's see. Halle Berry. Um, oh, there's Brittany. Brittany actually looks. Uh, she looks really. She looks really good for age. Still, I mean, of course, she's got a lot of other things going on. But I mean, I guess you could say not every fi- woman is going to be. You know, they're not going to be like uh, basically the Instagram fitness influencers you see on you see on your you know on there. I mean. I, the point thing is, is you have a good time. 
And I just remember we went there and, you know, Cokes were free, which was, you know, we just went and filled up. They had hot dogs there. And what was great was there was this old Asian guy there who sat across from us and he was actually eating the hot dog buns. Like he wasn't, you know, (laughs) he wasn't, you know, he, I mean, he was obviously enjoying the show, but, um, he was actually eating, he had the, their hot dog buns and he was just eating the bread <laughs> and while enjoying the show. But there was no alcohol there. I don't think, well, there may have been actually, but they probably had, I think they had a keg. And of course they had a porn store too as well. You can go shop for porn stuff. But I just remember when we left the Howie Playground that night, it was like, you, you know, you felt great. Like you felt like something had been lifted off of you. It was, just, you know, it was just an amazing. The first, you know, your first time at a, at a gentleman's club is an awesome time. And I think I went back. We went back there months later. I just, I just finished up my first, my first semester of college, and I didn't do all that well. In fact, I hated college. My life was, uh, I was pretty negative at that time. And of course, the second time I went, I was. At one point, I think I, no no stripper would dance in front of me because I don't know. Maybe I just gave off some bad energy, and they just didn't want to deal. You know, they just didn't want to be around me. So you know, we did the Howie Playground for two years. Then we went to, you know, then we moved up. I mean, we went to um, we did Climax One. We did the um, the drive through and. I remember the one time we went, we were, my friend had a camp in, in Climber and we went up there, we were on our way up there and, you know, we were dancing, you know, my friend got, it was, we, my friend got a lap dance and it was hilarious because he went to a private room with her, guys lap dance and as soon as he got, got, got out of the um, room, it was over, he went right to the bathroom and I remember I was sitting at a table and the guys across from me looked over. We looked over and we saw him go to the bathroom. We looked at each other and we just laughed. We laughed in unison because we're like, you know, the fact that he went right to the bathroom after his lap dance, we thought maybe he was going to, we're like, well, I guess he's like, I guess your friend's going to relieve himself. I was like, well, I was like, depends on what, you, what kind of relief he's doing. Is, is he pissing or is he doing something else? And... But, uh, yeah, I mean, have I had some, I mean, I had one, I guess one, I guess one dancer, I guess she was very intoxicated and I think I just, I think immediately as she came to, came to my table to dance, I just, I think I just handed her money right away just so she'd go away. Cause I just, you know, I, I didn't want to be ugly about it. I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to tell her to get away from my table, but I wasn't going to, obviously she was working and I wanted to, you know, you know. Like food service employees, you gotta make sure they're getting, you know, they're getting some sort of, you know, they're getting paid for their services, regardless. You know, you don't, you don't, be, you don't want to be an asshole. Then, uh, you know, eventually from the climax one, we went to the um, Club Erotica, which is, you know, I guess you can say that was kind of like the Rolls Rolls Royce, the strip clubs. I mean, there was there's Silkies, which is in McKee's Rocks. I mean, that's like the, I guess you can say in terms of cars. I mean. McKee's Rocks, I guess, you know, Club Rock is basically your, your, your sports car. 
or maybe it's your Dodge Challenger, or as, or no, maybe like a Ford Mustang, but it's got to be the four six V eight you know Mustang. And then Silky's is basically your four cylinder or your or your V six Mustang. Or I would say Silky's is more like the four cylinder version of the Mustang. Who the hell buys a four cylinder sports car anyway? I mean, unless the, I mean unless unless it's a, a five speed or four speed. I mean, that's the only reason why I can see buying a four-cylinder car. I mean, sports car, that. I mean, if you're going to buy a four-cylinder sports car, version of a sports car, at least get at least get in the manual. Because other than that, it's just, I mean, it's, it, I mean, if you're buying automatic, I mean, what's what's the point of owning one? I mean, it doesn't go fast. I mean, it's just, you just get, you get the, I have, a, I have a sports car, but it's a four-cylinder. I mean, unless the horsepower on it's really good, which I hope it is. I mean, if, if, if you buy a four-cylinder sports car and, or you know, if they have that, you got at least hope that you got at least hope that the um, the horsepower is up there. I mean, that's that's one thing I can say about a lot, like a lot of the foreign sports cars, like the Civics, the Acrias. At least, I mean, the, the engines weren't as big. I mean, they had four, they were four or sixes, but the, at least the horsepower were, were good. But let's, we're, we're we're trailing off topic here. Um, Rocco will never forget the, um, the the stripper who was um, she was obviously hearing impaired, and she was serving she was serving the uh, basically the uh, Miller Lights and the you know whatever whatever the hell that beer was, and you know the Dixie cups, and I think they were a buck a piece. I mean you can't go wrong with the dollar drafts, and then of course you had the guy who was of course you had the guy who was um, <clears throat> hanging out in the bathroom who was selling. Colognes, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I bought some things off of him. I mean, he was a cool dude. Um, my one, I guess, one of my favorite, one of my memories of erotica had to be the time I went up to a, um, I went up to the room to get a lap dance, and a lap dance turned into a champagne room. And I, I don't know, I was so, I was hammered, and I was having such a great time that I just thought all those lap dances I was getting were free. And then the next morning, it was it was a bachelor party, and of course, <laughs> when I left that room, went to come down, uh, the music was off. All the chairs were up on the bar. I was like the la- I was the last one in that freaking place, <laughs> and we get in the bus, we go home, and my parents called me the next morning, and I. They were asking how everything went, and I rolled over, and I just I looked and saw a receipt for three for three hundred dollars. I just thought to myself, "Yeah, let me let me uh, let me get back to you guys on that." I mean, I had probably I went to look at my account, and I had probably I mean, I we got paid like some some monthly, which is like twice a month. I didn't get paid for another seven days, and I had like sixty dollars left in my checking account. And of course, and then on top of that, I get a call saying, "Hey, you know, we're having my friend, my friend calls. Hey, my, we're having a, um, a party for my daughter. It's her birthday party. You can cut, you know, feel free to come." And I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta buy his daughter a gift. I'm gonna have, I'm lucky to have twenty dollars on my account. And I had one credit card at the time, and I couldn't find it. I lost it. So yeah, that was an, that was a very interesting uh, that was a very interesting uh, predicament I was in, 
And then I think like a week later, we went back to erotica because it was like, it was a period where we, it was either a birthday party or a bachelor party we were going to. You know, I, I, I dubbed that at that time the 10 year war because that's pretty much what it was. And I saw the same dancer there the next week and she saw me and said, Hey, how you been? You know? And I'm like, Hey, good. And she's like, Hey, you want to do another dance? I'm like, nah. I was like, you pretty much cleaned my bank account out the other week. Uh, I think I'm good for a while. But, uh, yeah, there was, there, you know, what other ones were there? I mean, there was, uh, there was the, there was, uh, the pretty kitty in Homestead, which was great. I mean, if you wanted a, a strip club that was a lot more inclusive, to say the least, where you had women of different ethnicities, body shape and sizes, that was the place to go in Homestead, you know, the pretty kitty was. Uh, I would say the highlight of that, I would say the highlight of that per, that place was probably the one dancer who who looked like Alicia Keys, but she was more she was a lot more tatted up and and she was pretty much the life of the place. Uh, but what's cool about them was they, the it was two floors, and the girls would slide on the fireman's this fireman's pool down to this you know, the thing. And it was you know I never really made up to the second level. I mean I did once for a dance, but that was about it. But they had a bar and everything, a full bar, and it was just a, you always had a great, I mean, good time there. Same with Beamers and McKeesport. Beamers was like a $5 cover. And, you know, same thing, a bar and a dance. You know, you, you, could, you, can, you can watch them from afar, go up. I always, the, only, the times I always went to do, the times I always went was usually, if a certain dance would go on, if all the guys would leave, I would basically, because they just weren't interested in the, the, the dancer, I would usually go up there because I'd be like one of the, one of the only two people there. And basically you're getting a, a personal show for, you know, for nothing because you're basically the only guy there. And you don't have to really pay for lap dance at that point. You know, you're basically getting, you know, you're getting more attention. But you know, you always get that one friend in the crowd who, in your crowd, who doesn't like, you know, I guess you say, I guess BBW strippers. You get that one who's like kind of like you know BBW, and of course after a few beers, he's usually the one getting the lap dance from her. You know, he's the one that actually, I mean, he's repulsed, repulsed by it. But then after a few drinks, he's the one who, you know, his true self comes out. I mean, you're, you're always gonna have that. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much my experiences with the strip clubs. I mean, there was, I will say the rock, I mean, the fun, the funnest ones I went to obviously were rock because it was in my college years and it was, there was no, there was nothing more enjoyable than, drink, than drinking cheap beer and, you know, having pretty much the, the, the greatest night of your life where you spend $80 and Lord knows what you spend it on dances and whatnot. I think, yeah, we did go rocking one time for a bachelor party, and I think we did, yeah. And, yeah, we did send my friend up on stage, and, yes, they did tie him to a chair and whip the crap out of him, and that was fun. It was a fun thing to watch, and, yeah, it was. And I think there was one incident, one instance of Beamers where I had, we had a friend of a friend take us, and we didn't know who he was, but he he drove a big van, and he, he we we all piled in. But every time he um, 
would talk, he would turn his head around while he was driving to face us and not see the road. And he kept swerving. And I remember my friend looked at me and said, hey, he said, remember that scene on uh, Adam Sandler with the dual rules where, he, where, where the dad just drives off a cliff? I said, I think we're in, a, we're in that scene right now because this dude just won't face the road. Uh, we get the Beamers, and he um, he got some bonus money that night. So he, I guess, picked the girl, and we didn't see him for the rest of the night. And, and yeah, we finished up, and we offered to give some guy a ride home because he seemed cool, but he took us to some, I guess, some area of McKeesport that he had to drop off something. And, yeah, we, um, after he left the guy the van, we just drove off because we're not sure what he was trying to drop off or pay. So we're like, yeah, let's not, let's, let's not get involved in that. I mean, I think, and then there was another bachelor party that they, my friend, I wasn't there at that time, but uh, I was at Beamers as well. One of my friends got belligerent and punched, uh, punched, I guess he vomited all over the bathroom floor and then punched out a uh, glass window. Well, they, they kicked him out because of that, because, you know, you don't vomit or, you know, do something, you know, you know, they're not going to put up with that. And yeah, he, um, he got upset, punched through a glass window. And so the cops got called and he was in a cop car and. And my friends were like to the guys, what can we do to make this right? And they said, if you give, if you can come up with $500 to, to, to fix that window, you know, to pay for the window, we'll let them out of the cop car. And we, they gathered the money and of course he was released. So yeah, there was that. But anyways, guys, I'm, in, I'm walking around here and I'm done rambling, but those, you know, those are some, some interesting stories. Well, if, if they are, I don't know. Anyways, how to pick us. Have a great week. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.